<clears throat> and we're going to go on to talk about cars and what you might do and what you mightn't do. And Michael Sheridan is motoring uh, journalist and you've been here before, Michael, and people are fascinated with you, with a range of, of what you have to say. With the carbon tax rise in the budget, um, there will be a price hike, not a huge one, uh, in petrol and diesel. Talk to me a little bit about your work on electric cars, driving an electric car, what's it well, like? We're seeing, we're seeing a rise in electric cars and interest in them and the manufacturers have woken up and have gotten interested in them. Um, they're still barely able to produce electric cars without losing money on each one they produce. I was talking to the VP of Nissan the other week, and, or no, sorry, of Renault the other week, and he was saying, yeah, we've, we, we now can make an EV without losing money on it. Um, there's a lot of resources that go into making an electric car. We get rid of a, an engine, which has maybe 4,000 parts in it, and you're replacing it with a motor from a washing machine with three moving parts, maybe. So they're very simple, they're lovely, but the transition to how they work and making them work uh, is a cost thing that the industry has to sort out because they're very aware of governments being able, with the stroke of a pen, take away incentives. And at the moment, yeah. there's 10 grand... Uh, incentive for a private individual buying a car that there's a 5,000 SEAI grant and there's 5,000 VRT uh, rebate to help bring down the price which is still ridiculously high but until they can actually manufacture cars at the same price as internal combustion engine cars it's going to be a tricky transition but they're getting there electric cars aren't the absolute solution they're part of a solution right. but we've, we've hybrids we've plug-in hybrids we've hydrogen we've other things all coming down the tracks but um, it, it's an interesting time. EVs are great. They're they're fantastic to use. You get into it. There's only one gear. Well, a forward gear. You've got yeah. a reverse gear as well. So you get into it and it's like driving the smoothest limousine you've ever been in because there's no shifts. And if you come up to a junction, the Irish thing, you'd have to join a roundabout or a junction and yeah. you're saying the traffic is heavy and how will I join it? You, you're not going to stall. You can't stall it because they're all have this single gear so it's fully the, the motor is ready to turn the wheels right. at all times and it will move and you will accelerate away and into traffic in near silence and it's a very nice tranquil place to be it's Dan a, it's a you thing. have one uh, yeah um, we bought one in January and um, in, we were two car family I have a Nissan Leaf um, 40 kilowatt uh, EV fully electric and we also have a Skoda, one litre Skoda Octavia, um, which is very frugal on petrol. Um, the, uh, the Nissan Leaf has, it, it, it used to be that there were, you know, one was my car and the other was my wife's car. Now, what we have done is, uh, whoever goes on the longest journey on any particular Carpooling. day... Carpooling. Takes, takes, no, takes the Nissan Leaf and... Um, the other person, if they're not going too far, takes uh, the Skoda. So there isn't a his and hers car anymore in our family. Uh, the thing is, we've done uh, nearly 19,000 kilometres uh, from from January, so we've done an awful lot of miles, and the other car is not getting too much use. Uh, as has been said, it's a tremendous experience, but the one real issue is lack of chargers around the country. Um, uh, we charge it mostly at the home. You get a grant. Um, doesn't, do, doesn't cover the cost for a home charger. Uh, but when you go out, you know, you have to plan your journey. But if you go past, in our case, from Dundalk to Dublin, you get there and back on a full charge. 
um, and a bit of running around Dublin. But if you go any further down to Cork or that... Yeah, how do you do that? It's an absolute chore. You, you eat muffins and you have coffee <laughs> yeah. um, because you have to pull into various... And then to go over to the west of Ireland, it's a disaster. <laughs> because uh, The infrastructure, charging-wise, and I was looking in the budget particularly, and I have to say the amount that was put in is paltry. Right. There is a, an issue in relation to arriving to chargers and uh, people with diesel cars sitting in City, the charging yeah, point. Yeah. Um, you, you, you have an app that tells you it's working uh, and when you get to it, it's not working. Or somebody's pulled in just ahead of you. Can I just yeah. ask a question? Yeah. What happens if you run out of electricity? You get a tow. I yeah. did ask that question. You, yeah. can, you can call the... I think the AA have a breakdown service who'll yes. come and they'll actually have a... a Charger, which will give you a bit of charge, or you can be towed. Yeah. So you can get an, enough charge to this get you to the next charge. It hasn't happened, and there's so many warnings on these cars now that yeah. it it will not happen. Uh, it hasn't happened us. I suppose the the reality of it is. A tank of fuel in your Octavia would take you maybe 700 kilometres. Mm. Um, it's about half that in an EV. So you have to plan your jersey, journeys very carefully because we've gotten used to, if you drive a diesel, saying, oh, sure, look, I've got a guts of a 1,000 kilometres I can go before I can fuel and you can refuel anywhere. Yeah. With an EV, you end up planning and it makes you very aware of the limitations I, of it. But I, while I, you have it, you have this little smug sensation of like, I'm, hey, I'm doing the, the right, right thing, thing here. Yeah. And I've also saved a fortune because a fill has cost me anything from three quid to maybe a tenner, depending on the size of your battery and how but much you Michael, have to put into it. But Michael, it's not that... If you take how dependent the exchequer is oh, absolutely. on all the taxes that we pay yeah. on diesel Somebody and asked me that recently <clears throat> yeah. and uh, as someone who was in government I said I've no doubt that eventually when there is the bulk they will then start charging VRT. I mean the VRT on, on the Nissan Leaf is 120 which is a, a big reduction but you, you question uh, why is there any tax on it because there there's no be. emissions. Sorry, sorry, on, so on that, the fill yeah. I'm not sure if I have yes. here but you can correct me right on the fill which is averagely 60 litres and it costs 85 euro um, of, of that 30 euro is the real cost yep. and the other 55 euro is 5 euro carbon tax and 50 general exchequer tax yeah now the, the big thing stopping us all why are we still here we should be running out and buying them the reason we can't is because they're still ridiculously expensive mm. and how if much? they aren't subvented how much well look let's let's use an example right mm. the, the biggest selling is the, is the Leaf but the next biggest seller is the Hyundai Kona which is kind of an SUV shape the current fashion and trend it's a, it's a compact family car take five people the electric version of that with incentives is about 37 grand yeah. you can get a petrol version of it for about 20 grand so 17 yeah. grand more to get into yeah. an EV to do the right thing to say I'm only spending a fiver a week on fuel versus running the car, yeah. crashing it, repairing it, doing whatever you want to it, blowing it up, buying another one. Mm. You can nearly do it. I so, want to ask you loads so of questions about yeah, money. How much does it cost to get the charger in your about own home? About 600 quid. There's, there's right. independent chargers doing it as well. I was one of the early ones. I've, I've had a plug in my and head. And you get a grant of 600. So I mean, Norway quid. is the example. Oh, I gather. Uh, yeah. Norway is, is, but that was a governmental thing. And when you consider that oil. Norway had uh, excesses of oil, but they pushed it big time Absolutely. and uh, they succeeded um, and they did. at the end of the day it's it's 
will be driven by, by government. And now they're trying to bring in some taxes in Norway and there's uproar because they're How saying much? everything should be 50% less if you have an EV and all EVs should be at a comparable point to a regular internal combustion engine right. car. So that's the incentive and they've been able to fund that whereas, you know, we're oh, not an oil rich country. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they're the richest per person with savings and all that. Um, how long does it take to charge it? It depends on the size of the battery. Dermot said he's got a 40 kilowatt battery, so he'll happily go home, plug it in, and overnight he'll come out. About and be five, five hours overnight at, yeah. at the reduced rate <coughs> of electricity. And in electricity. an ideal world, right. ideal world um, everybody charges when there's wind energy at night time so because industry me, isn't please. working. If I'm on my way to Mayo yep. and I'm driving a car yeah. and it says you're going to run out of electricity. Muffins. Muffins. <laughs> It would coffee. take me five hours worth of muffins. Well, if you went no, if you went, no some of the fast chargers, there's fast yeah, chargers there's fa- around the country. Different. And it, it, over a cup of coffee for about 40 minutes, you will uh, charge maybe 40, 50% of your battery. And you'll meet new friends who have EVs who are queuing and charging. Yes, exactly. There's a whole lot of protocol there as well. Dermot will know this. You rock up to a place and if you don't stay with your car when it's being fast charged, there's scoundrels who will actually default emergency stop the charger you're at so that they can start their own charger. <laughs> ah, because you get, a, you get a little charge key with your electric Don't car. I'm showing it there. And people will do that type it's of thing. happened to me. So there is a network of really? people. Yeah, yeah. And you wanted to literally brain the person. Not that Dermot ever would, but of course. There's some touchy feeling. Something really correct. They become redundant. No, you know what? They don't they recyclable? I really want to know about that. So if you imagine an EV has, like I have an iPhone here in my hand, if about 4,500 of these in terms of battery is in an EV car. Right. Okay. Um, the batteries are usually guaranteed for eight years, maybe yes. ten years, depending yes. on the manufacturer. Batteries will um, deplen- How much de- deplete over time. So maybe in eight years' time, your mm. battery might be worth uh, delivering 75% of what it said How it gave. much to replace? Well, that's the thing. Not Nobody has really had to replace battery packs yet in their cars because they've been well-serviced and, and taken yeah. care of and they no, can't they- be refurbished. But about four and a half grand, if you needed to do that. No, because somebody be said that if house. you were selling your car, if you're trading in, yeah. That um that they don't have any second oh, no, hand do. value. Oh, they yeah, do. That's, that's okay. just very good yeah, because All right. they make brilliant sense. Dermot, you know, when he was in government, didn't always do the right thing, but he did the right thing by having a Octavia one liter and an EV because you can then manage perfectly yeah. where they fit in. And as a second car, even the early Leafs, which had only tiny batteries, are perfect for about ten. Because when you're stuck in traffic and you're not moving, they're not using electricity. Okay. It is alleged by many that what is done in terms of mining to get the necessary ingredients out of the ground in about five or six territories, I think, across the world, does more damage to the environment than we're doing with the flipping petrol and diesel. Which, yeah, it's the classic debate because, again, you've got to get lithium-ion and that has to be either, you know, dug out somewhere. Uh, Japan, China, uh, Asia is big for lithium-ion. Cobalt, uh, Congo, these places. Yeah. Mining happens. And no more than any big industry, yes, those resources have to be found. So when you say an EV is completely green and zero emissions... It's not. Usually people assign maybe 60, 70 grams of CO2 to one because, again, they have to get their power from somewhere and they have to be built and <clears throat> there's that trade-off of should I just run my old banger into the ground keep it maintained and would that not be better than actually having a new car built that's an age-old argument that's going to go on for a long time Correct 
Of course it will. But, I mean, sometimes we dash into things, no more than putting the money on the carbon tax mm. without looking at the consequences well, of the actions. They are they are looking at it ethically. I, mean, I, I know Renault are, I know Nissan are, Volkswagen are building their own battery plants in Europe, uh, which means that their, their EVs are still going to be relatively dear. They have a, a very important one coming in the summer next year, but they're only getting 500 of them. Biggest problem, Marion, is that if we all decided, yeah, look, we've been sold on this idea of yeah. an EV, you can't get them. They aren't being produced right. uh, quickly enough. Yeah. And because and of the then resources. we crash the electrical system. <laughs> a very quick question, <laughs> yes. which I would need a half an hour for, but I'm watching okay. the seconds ticking away. Is a, is a hybrid a better way to go? Hybrid is the stopgap for now. It's a way of reducing the guilt you might feel, but they still produce a lot of CO2. A diesel, a modern diesel, a brand new diesel, produces a lot less CO2 than a petrol car, and petrol hybrids um, are, are quite equivalent to a modern diesel. Manufacturers are only able to produce the green stuff and to, to green standards now. Yeah. It's the older ones. That's why the, the nitrogen oxide tax that's coming in in January is a really good idea because that'll penalise older um, diesels which were built at a time that they didn't meet standards there's Euro um, uh, standards and yeah. we're up to 6D temp and Euro 5 Euro 4 the lower the number the worse the standard was and every every now and again Europe says no we okay. have to be greener cars have to be greener otherwise you can't make them so it's good news that way at least okay. we are going to reduce them Will um, you come back in again things. about once a week for, for, for a year <laughs> and I'm a full and charge if anybody needs <laughs> I have mind to charge here because I had a 60 kilowatt battery in my leaf Okay listen thank you all very, very much indeed, and to everybody who contributed to today's programme.